front. Those are the ways to go. There he is. Oh, and the Zoom. And the Zoom, baby. Very yes, nice. we are in the Zoom. Dana, you look fresh. You look you look filled yes, with energy. Yes, and life. I have been. Usually you, you don't look fresh or filled with life. In fact, it's never happened. Well, and right I, now I you look say... fresh and filled with life. In the past few weeks, I've been in a shit mood every time we've done this podcast. And that's sure. and when I go back to edit it, I'm like, wow, this is not good content. But today we're turning it around. This <laughs> that's is hot right, property. Baby. And my hot property. My name is Dan Scully. I got my I got my robe on. I've got a cup of hot coffee tea. So I'm oh, fucking chilling. Shit. Let me write that down because that's gonna be that's gonna be good. What is it? Hot coffee. No, hot kava tea, K-A-V-A. It is an herb that actually is, it's psychoactive. It calms the fuck down and it really works. And it rhymes with our podcast. <laughs> and it rhymes with our, our podcast. Hot kava tea. Hot kava tea. Yeah, so it was just, uh, yeah, I worked, I, I lifted, I did some lifting today. I'm like 10 pages short of finishing a book, which I'm going to finish after this. So I'm like, I'm feeling good, man. It's a good day. Nice. I, uh, yeah. yeah, I've been up since six because dogs don't understand the man made construct that is time. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I've been, uh, I got, I got a bit, I'm coming in hot a little bit. You can find us yeah. at Hot Property Pod and all the things, Instagram. And I guess, are we still on Twitter? Did we back out? Oh, no, we still have Twitter. I, I share yeah. every episode on it. So people who follow the Twitter do get updates from, from yours truly. Yeah. Well, as, as long as Twitter's still around, we'll still have some kind of presence on there. Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> We'll see what happens. I gotta say, and this is not a spoiler, but um, the release of Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, which I saw last night and which was phenomenal, could not have been timed more perfectly relative to Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. And that is all I'll say. Interesting. It is. It's purely magical how prescient this movie is in regards to such types of people and i, and I highly recommend it but yeah, blanc is my hero that's part of why i'm wearing a robe right now i uh i was gonna join you and then i ended up getting my booster last night i was in bed by 8 30 yeah that'll rock you my boosters all all took me out a little bit this one didn't actually it was sore but i was pretty present all day long mentally nice I, yeah and it's it's not even like it's nothing yeah get the booster it's good i will say my my first shot not too bad my yeah. second shot laid me the fuck out same and then my booster that one like only it was like somewhere in the middle of the two so i would imagine if i did another booster it would be a little bit better so good. the last booster i had was in is december of last year so yeah. i i got the biavalent one nice i don't know what i'm gonna get i'm gonna go in for a flu shot sometime in the next get the peppermint and then i'll just yeah i'll just get, get the like, peppermint the, one it's got a tingly feeling yeah, a ranch is valley, good. If I can get a flu shot and a Hidden Valley branded COVID, then I'm going to be set for the season. Well, I sent you a text last night. Hidden Valley yes. has some new, and I actually got this while I got my booster because it was a. Uh, oh, nice. And I, I, I want a, a little a moral question after this. Um, the which I don't know the answer to, but um, the I can't. I showed up a little bit early, so I was like, I'll do, I'll peruse. And as you know, when you go into Target, which is where I was. Yeah. Um, perusing is the name of the game. They want you to peruse because oh, the, yeah. the whole the whole joke is that you can't just go into Target for one thing, and I did not. Yeah, you can't spell purchase without all literally all of the letters of peruse. Yeah, 
So um, that should be their slogan. Target, you chip. can't spell purchase without literally all of the letters of peruse plus ch. And then so ch- ch- chug on down to Target where you can peruse and purchase. There you go. Dude, I love it. Hire that'll me, fit, Target. That'll fit on two signs. Yeah. And you can get two signs at, at Target. And it's relevant. Um, and you'll, you'll come home with three. So I was walking around and I saw, I knew I was out of ketchup, so I would grab some ketchup. And then next to the ketchup were these Hidden Valley, hidden next to the ketchup was Hidden Valley um, Ranch Special Sauces. And there's three varieties. One didn't really have a uh, a denomination of like what it was, just like special sauce. Restaurants use them. And I was like, okay, if it's good enough for restaurants, good enough for me. And then the one that I, I got I was, go to restaurants. Yeah, the one that I got was spicy, which was fucking phenomenal. And it's nice. my new, I'm going to put on everything sauce. Nice. Uh, had it on an egg sandwich this morning. Fucking phenomenal. Ooh. Hot sauce on eggs is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. It's just the best. But I wouldn't put ranch on eggs. Uh, I mean. But this I sauce fucks. And I'll put I don't it on everything. Typically, but like huevos rancheros does often have a ranch-esque element to it. That's so true. It's not, it's not unheard of. But I wouldn't do it plain. I would only do it if the ranch was spicy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely run, don't walk to your local Target and uh, buy one of these. So my conundrum is this. So I filled up my basket. I got some some of the trail mix that they have. I got some garbage bags, some, ha- some ha- household utilities. Um, and so I get to the counter or I get to the checkout, the self-checkout, and there's no reusable bags. And I said to the attendant excuse me do you have any reusable bags and she said oh they're not free anymore and i was like okay what are they a dollar i'll pay for a reusable bag to get to my car well it's and reusable said, you buy it once and then it's good yeah. forever right yeah. yeah exactly and i and like when i find when i go grocery shopping i'm usually short a bag anyway and i have to buy one so I'm like, yeah fuck it um but they said uh we're out and i was like why wouldn't you lead with that like i don't i don't care if i have to buy it but like you're just out and like you don't give me hope and then you know, sweep the rug from under me here. Yeah. So when she walked away, I grabbed, um, I had things in a cart. So I took them out of the cart and then I grabbed a basket from the checkout next to me and put that where the bag would usually go. And I just loaded everything into the basket, the plastic target yeah. basket. And then I took that to my car and took it home. Okay. And a couple of people on, and I posted on Instagram, I was like, uh, they were out of reusable bags, and I have no regrets about doing this. And uh, a couple of people were like, you shouldn't steal, though. And I'm like, here's the thing. Everyone wins in this situation. A, if I wasn't leaving without a bag or a vessel to carry my items, I wasn't going to buy that. And so I, my total came out to like 60 bucks. Yeah. I figured if they buy these things in bulk, they're probably not paying more than $2 for them. I've more than made up for the cost of the basket, and they still get their money. I get my items and I and I have now a basket that I can use for BB's toys. Well, okay. See, uh, whereas I would not, I would not, I would categorize what you've done here as theft, but I also have absolutely no sympathy for giant corporations. It's also so, calculated theft, is how I've been putting it. And Everybody wins theft. in this scenario. Here's here's the deal, though. This is what I would do because I actually had a similar situation. I was unaware that plastic bags were going the way of the dodo bird at the time that they were going. I thought I had a couple of weeks left and I went grocery shopping once and I got done grocery shopping, found out that I had all this stuff. I had paid for it and there was no bag. So I just, I did the same thing. I brought the basket home and 
then the next time I went grocery shopping, I brought the basket back. I'm not going to do that. And then I left it behind. I'm not going to do that. That's how I did it. So I was like, I I can't carry (laughs) this stuff home. I don't want to steal. But I don't think you should feel awful. But I do think you should understand that that was theft. But you've called it theft. So, yeah, I think we're good. You called it calculated theft. So I'm into it. And honestly, I I think that, like, whereas in, in in terms of principle, you're in the wrong. You took something that was not yours without paying for it. In terms of actual quantifiable harm, you have done nothing. So I think that you're fine. Yeah. And also, well, think about this. It would actually, it would have been a detriment if I didn't steal the basket. Yes. Yeah. Because I would have, I would have been an asshole even more and I would have left my products there for the employees to put back because I'm not going to go put them back. No, no, no. But I mean, that's now you're wasting people power as well. People power that's already paid for. Yeah, but I mean that they, they could be doing something else, like attending to other customers instead of putting my shit back because they didn't have. Bags or you know, to... or restocking their their reusable bags. Yes. Well, they don't have any. Well, I'm saying that's what they could be doing. They with could drive power, out to the, so, the target. I'm, I'm the target on Ridge you. Ave and get. They could some be more making bags. some calls and doing yeah. Yeah, folding do, shirts. One of these. And stuff. There's the always something finger. to do at a Target. Yeah. What was the line that uh, what's his name had in in Wonder Woman two, where he was like, "Life is good, but it could be better." It was something no, like it that. Was, it was th- it was th- this is Wonder Woman, part two. Part two. Yeah. You know what I'm no, talking about, though. Pedro he Pascal li- says, um, "Life is good, but it could be better." It could be better. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the energy I'm going for when I do the the finger point that our listeners cannot see. Oh shit! I just got another rejection email. Uh, like I just got an email from Target, and they really want this basket Target. back. They said we're telling everybody not to. Um... All right, now I got another email that I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna minimize my email for this. Here's why I came in hot. I mentioned like I'm coming in yes. hot right now. Come come in hot. I was planning today for a huge announcement, a huge hot property announcement that now has to wait till next week. And I'll talk to you. I was gonna make it a surprise for you, actually. Okay. Um. But now I'll tell you afterwards what it is. I don't want to, and obviously promote it now. But, um, well, I guess I'll just spoil it because if I don't spoil it, I can't get to the story. So I'm gonna open up a, yeah, a pop up, a pop up st- shop. I, I'm gonna be surprised no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna open a pop up shop for the holidays because I'm, I'm yes. I, being unemployed. I'm bored, and um, I wanted to make you know some stuff like wrapping paper, mugs, uh, cards. Um, I, there's some sock options, you know, it's like little things you can buy with, you know, some holiday designs on it. Um, you know, because just to get something going, just to keep the brain nimble while I look for another job. Absolutely. And on top of this, I was going to maybe also put some property swag on there too. I am totally into this. So would be on the lookout for that. I'd say I can't announce it now because, um, as I was uploading my fourth, uh, set of wrapping paper designs, um, I got a an, an error that said we can't publish this, and I said to Etsy, "Why the fuck not? What the fuck is going on?" And then uh, when I refreshed my dashboard of my store, it said your account has been suspended. Is it because I, we fucked up with Wiki, we fucked around with Wikipedia with Gary Sinise? Oh fuck, maybe did no, that I don't get think, us? I don't on think a they're list? related. But okay. the point is, like, I it, I like looked through their like guidelines and shit. I didn't have time to break their guidelines. All this artwork is original. I'm not like overcharging for it. 
I barely even fucking did anything. And they're like, your, your account suspended. And of course, Etsy doesn't have um, a live chat person or a phone call, phone number to call. I had to email them and they said, you'll get a response in one to two days. And my thought is, even though this is kind of my fault, we're getting close to the holiday season. And, um, you know, like I ordered a sample that won't ship until November 18th now. And uh, so, you know, two days in the, in the holiday season is a, is a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is prime shopping time. Now here's where, here's where it gets. And so I've been annoyed about that all day. Yeah. And here's what's really fucked up. I just got an email that says, congratulations on opening your Etsy shop. And I want to say, congratulate you on fucking up. Yeah. That might just be like a glitch. Like for example, I had a thing pop up in my Twitter feed the other day that said, um, something to the effect of like uh thank you for appealing thank you for appealing this uh tweet that was deleted for being considered adult material um it helps us refine our process and i was like one i was never flagged for objectionable material and two i did not start an appeal process at all uh what's what tweet are you referring to and then Twitter responded just like, no tweet. There's no tweet. I was like, oh, okay, so it's just the well, fact I mean, that a fucking Bond villain bought you and is fucking everything When up. did this happen? It literally like a week and a half ago, like right after right after Dr. No bought, you oh, know. So, that's, so that's, that was my point. It could be just growing pains. Just one of those things that just happened while people were fucking about with the code. So I wouldn't worry too much. I'm not worried except for like, you know, it's a waste of time. Waste of time and time is money. And I want a hot property hoodie to keep me warm in these cold days. Yeah, this robe is not going to last. Although I did turn the heat on. And now that I have the robe on, I feel kind of gross. So we're just going to open it up and let my The Accountant shirt show. Um, I need to like turn these monitors off. But I just got another funny update from somebody. My friend works in a restaurant that says that um, she said that she had a, a reservation that was made and then canceled immediately. And she was like, but the name was Cliff Booth. So I think that they were just fucking around. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Cliff Booth, for those who don't know, is the uh, the role that was played by Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in America. The, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Once Upon a Time in America oh, yeah. is a Sergio Leone film. Uh, that's the role that won Brad Pitt his second Oscar, his first for acting. Do I forgot he won the Oscar for that. Do you know what his first Oscar is for? Pop quiz? It's not want- an acting role. Uh, the Departed. Nope. He has nothing to do with The Departed. He he produced The Departed. He produced the Best Picture winner, 12 Years a Slave, and that is his first Oscar. He he was part of the production team on The Departed. Was it? I, hey, I, I could be wrong. Well, Let's now find I have out. to use the monitor that I wanted to turn off to look this up. I have a phone. We can do this. I just feel like he would have been in it if he produced it, but I mean, I could be wrong. Let's see. He is the producer. He's one of many. He's one of 13 producers. However, Good work. However, I'm glad you said he was one of 13 producers because there's a question here. Why did Brad Pitt not get an Oscar for The Departed? Because not the executive Departed, producer. Yeah, The Departed had 12 credited producers. Academy rules limit statuettes to three people unless there are extraordinary reasons for more. Pitt's involvement was minor at best. Well, there you go. And then, they, then, then it says, was this worth your time? Looking up this question, I don't know why it says that, but the answer is probably no. 
but I'm pretty sure that that Pitt was executive producer for for 12 Years a Slave, or at least it was his production company was at the forefront of it. Whereas Departed, I think he was just on the yeah, playing Brad, Brad Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He's, Who's uh, playing A then? Angelina Jolie. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> we all know this. <laughs> Damn, that works on so many levels. It's too good, or it's yeah. or it's or it's Aniston. We don't know. Oh sh- yeah, man, he's got a type. Yeah, he's got a type. Pretty ladies. He loves. Yeah. He loves who pretty work ladies. In Hollywood. <laughs> who work in Hollywood. And now, and I mean, Gina now Davis is on the list too, which means that he's uh, Eskimo Brothers with Jeff Goldblum. Wait, what? I said uh, Brad Pitt dated Gina Davis for a while, which oh. means he's Eskimo Brothers with Jeff Goldblum, who also uh, dated um, Gina Davis after uh, the the Fly, the Cronenberg um, body horror film. Who's yes. Brad Pitt dating now? Uh, I don't fucking know or care. He probably feels the same way, and he's like, "I've done enough. I just want yeah. to be alone." He's turning into Cliff Booth, really. Is when what it is. when he was on, him and <laughs> DiCaprio were on WTF, Mark Maron's podcast, uh, after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out, and they they were both total goofballs. But Brad Pitt said something. He was like, "Oh man, just because my my personal life's fucked up, I don't want to talk about that." And like he just like jokingly talked about how fucked up his personal life is. And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? It, it must be when you've fucking slung dick through half of Hollywood, and you're like largely yeah. considered a, a sex symbol." Yeah, I'd I'd imagine that there's probably some skeletons and darkness in there that you don't want to go into in Marin. And now Pete David is coming for that crown. Man, Davidson. Although I gotta say, Pete Davidson's new lady is someone that I've never heard of. So I'm just Emma Raskatowski. I I don't know who that is. She played the Tomb Raider in the in, movie in Tomb Raider. the The new movie. The new yes, no. She no, played. That... No, she didn't. Yes, she did. No, the new movie was played by what's her name from Ex Machina. Um. Oh, maybe I'm getting my weird uh we're not weird but like consonant last names uh messed up yeah i can't think of her name off the top of my head good actress she was in gone girl i carly <laughs> um we are your friends that zach efron dj movie not gonna lie i kind of want to see that i've heard that it's actually quite watchable in its own you know side i love, of the I love some efron way. I like Efron too, and his new yeah. movie where he plays the the doomed wrestler is gonna be fucking sick. Did you see that one where he goes to Vietnam and gives beer to everybody? It's on Apple TV. No, no, no. Ah. I know he uh he had some uh he got some sickness from that. Yeah. Uh. I was I was watching a barstool interview with Zach Efron, and they were like, How do you stay so ripped all the time? He's like, Well, you know. You got to just stop eating at seven o'clock. And then one day a week, you just got to fast the whole day. And I hate to say this, man, but if you can replace just one meal with a salad, everyone's like, I fucking hate salad. He's like, listen, I hate salads too. And he brings up a really good point. He's like, but let me ask you this. Do you like the taste of beer? And everyone's like, yeah, of course. He's like, but did you when you first had it? And it was like, no, it was disgusting. He was Uh... like, salad, like beer, is an acquired taste. You just got to find the one you like and keep going with it. And stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. I like to eat a salad that could... That totally blew my mind. It's it could charitably re- be referred to as a salad, but is mostly uh, ranch and shredded cheese soup with bit with a with a lettuce garnish. That's the salad that I've really grown to like. 
Uh, I like. I've been really into arugula lately. And I like crouton stew. Is really more what I'm into. French onion soup. Yeah, it's no. It's like a. It's like a cold crouton ranch and cheese gazpacho. Salad oh yeah. With a nice garnish of a little, just a little bit of kale. Serve with a side cheese. of bread to dip. Oh yeah, gotta have a bread yeah. to dip and eating eating with a straw. And <laughs> then afterwards, or both hands. It's... Afterwards, a box of Oreos. Yes. No, arugula is good, man. I, I'm trying to be really, really good right now. I've been really focusing on diet. I've been channeling my inner Efron. Um, I also heard Efron in an interview talked about how for a short while he had like, not necessarily like a drinking problem, but like definitely was partying too much. And he was like, and so I just replaced all my partying with going to the gym because it just made me focus on something else. See, that and doesn't it, sound like a party to me. Well, I mean, but it's it's like, you know, you know, people will be like, oh, I quit heroin, but now I'm just like sucking Jesus's dick. It's like, oh, OK, you yeah. just transferred your addiction. But at least this addiction is is something that only makes kill you, you look. Yeah, it makes you just look like a complete fucking idiot as opposed to hurt yourself physically. So, you know, yeah. you transfer addictions. Um, I get it. No, I, I respect Zach Efron. I think he's a better actor than we give him credit for. But I also he's buff in a way that upsets me to look at. Like when he's clothed, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy, I like him. He's funny. He's a good actor. He seems like a cool dude. But then like he pops the shirt off and I'm like, this is, it just doesn't, I, I don't know what it is. Like the way he's ripped doesn't compute with me. Yeah. Like, Cause he, he looks like, um, yeah, he's you know, got, like that's why he was negative in, body fat. It's the, that's why thing. he played the role he played in neighbors. Cause he looks like a college frat douchebag. But the thing is a college frat douchebag looks, you know, they might look a little built. They might look fit. He looks he looks like his head was popped off of his body and then put on someone else's body. Like an he's action more, figure. A life-size action ripped. figure. Yeah. It, it, his skin seems like it's cellophane because it's so there's such he has negative body fat. And I and you know what? More power to him. I am currently trying to lose weight. But uh He was sculpted by Todd McFarlane. Like yeah, he he really looks like that. In yeah. Baywatch, he was next to the rock, and I was like, damn, that just looks weird. He said that Baywatch was like a nightmare for him because he could not enjoy himself at all. Like he didn't do anything. All he did was go to the gym. All he did was eat greens. And he he said, I'll never do that shit again. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. It's, Meanwhile, uh, The Rock's like, I don't care. I want to be only muscle. Yeah. He's I like, want to be one on full the, muscle. I want to be one giant muscle who's incapable of making a single interesting movie. That's, that's uh, his goal. Here's a good stat. Um... Uh, <laughs> I'm listening. Right? What's your stat? Pretty good. Okay. Do you hear that? No. Oh, then I guess it's not really coming across as a joke and pouring a truly into my cup. Uh, um, I, didn't, I didn't hear a single thing. I thought you just, you, you started something without having any It material. seemed pretty loud. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't happen. Anyway. I thought you did that thing where you had no material, but you like trusted the energy no, to I take have, you there. And then I actually failed. have a stat. Okay. Yeah. Black Panther in one weekend um, completely eclipsed with money to spare the entire run of Black Adam. I mean, 
it does have like the cultural backing behind it in Black Panther being like a character who's important to people. Yeah. And the follow up from Dearly Departed Chadwick Boseman and all the goodwill afforded to it by a decade of the MCU. Whereas Black Adam is a character that most people don't give a shit about starring an actor that people are really starting to turn against as a boring placeholder. I have a list of people that need to take a break. They are Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, and fuck, there was one other one. I I don't even think that that The Rock needs to take a break. I need I, I think what he needs to do is pick something that has a chance of being not like he he picks things that are gonna be financially successful no matter what even if they're not good, even if they're just mediocre, as long as it's financially successful, which I think Black Adam, you know, in a vacuum was, he's he he's so afraid of doing something that is risky that he ends up not doing anything interesting. I would love yeah. to see him actually pick a project that interests him because he always posts these things where he's like, Black Adam was the character I grew up with as a kid. No, no the it's fuck, not. it was not. You are full of shit. You don't believe that. You heard of Black Adam six months ago, and then you embraced it. And that's fine, but I can smell bullshit through all of your steroid sweat. Make something interesting. Well, he was trying to make get the project on the ground like 10 years ago. Um, Even so. But yeah, what, that's 50? not. That's not 10 great. years ago does not place him in childhood. That being said, he seems like a really good dude. And I feel like if we saw him on the street, yeah. he'd be the nicest guy. And we'd have absolutely. He, you know, he's definitely on the I would have a beer with list. I say this out of love for but him. during while while we had that beer, I would definitely have a sit down with him like, hey, man, you're doing too much. Yeah, but like you tried to be Schwarzenegger and you're just not going to do it. But yeah. you could be the rock and the rock brand is now you have to you have to tap into your stop tap it. Into your, stop it. Do it now. <laughs> Did I watch the, the running the man last night? Because that's the book I'm reading is the running man. And there's a character in the running man named Sub-Zero. And Arnold Schwarzenegger kills him and then yells to Sub-Zero's boss. He's like, here's your Sub-Zero. Now, plain Zero. And I had a nice big guffaw because it's a terrible line, but my God, it's good. Foreshadowing for Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Oh, uh, but speaking yeah, of which, R.I.P. Kevin Conroy. Shit that I, yeah, I know. So sad. I, but I have to say it. When I mock The Rock with my cock, I do it You're gonna out get of blocked. love. <laughs> I do it out of love because I know he's capable of more. Yeah. It's not because I hate him. It's because I know he's better than he's currently doing. That's all. But yeah, Kevin Conroy, man, he is like, I'll put it this way. When I read a Batman comic, it's his voice that's oh, in yeah. my head, no matter what the comic looks like. And I think that says everything. I also like that Mark Hamill posted on Instagram and he was like, uh, I'm not going to be sad because he wouldn't want that. Here's a bunch of great memories I have with this man because we essentially grew up in this in this art, this like uh, voice acting industry together. I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. He was an old hat, but getting into a new character and together we discovered like what these characters were to each other. And it just, it was a very sweet post. And then and I they're thought both kind of the definitive version yeah. vocally of those characters for sure. Um, and I thought as I was reading it, I was like, I had this really, really upsetting realization that we're going to have to deal with Mark Hamill dying at some point. Oh yeah. And that's going to be devastating. It's going to be devastating. Yeah. But you know, though, that's also going to be one of those things that like, I'll be sad that he's dead, but 
like when you look back on a body of work and like what he is it's like you know what you may have died but like you're you're actually going to live forever well that's why when robbie coltrane died i would like i was bored one night and i ended up watching the harry potter reunion on hbo max which was yeah. very sweet um boy the kid the kid that played draco malfoy aged really poorly yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but he's got, apparently he's got a new book out, which is pretty good. But anyway, Robbie Coltrane says something in that's that was got passed around social media when he passed, where he was like, "Well, you know, in fifty years, people will still be enjoying this film. I won't be around, but Hagrid will." And I was like, "That right. fucking, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it because like that's such a good way to think about things, and also it like tore my heart into pieces in both a sad and lovely way." Yeah. That clip was gorgeous. He yeah. seemed like a cool dude. He seemed if, like a fuck. And like he he essentially raised all those kids, man. Like oh yeah. Because they, they spent most time most of the time on film with him and all like Daniel Radcliffe and Emily Watts. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Emma Watson and uh fucking Ron Weasley. <laughs> yeah. Rupert uh, Ru Grint. Rupert Grint. Yeah. yeah. Um they were all like he was um our set dad. Like we we will never ever be like like we'll never we'll be we're so grateful to him that this this pain will never go away just something that we have to deal with now and that's like also you know all of them they hadn't really done anything up until that point at least not anything major so like he was also teaching them how to exist no. in in a a public way um, man he's the yeah. best you he should really watch is. i'm gonna make a movie recommendation for you because i'm gonna say that i think it's at least in terms of on-screen performances uh mark hamill's best uh it's an anthology horror movie called body bags i've and heard of it yeah so uh, i probably heard about it from you probably we, we've been talking about shit for so long that for so long and it I, all cycles back and i tend to repeat myself especially yeah. about movies but it is a bunch of short horror films the second one is actually about a hair transplant believe it or not but, uh, um, no, we can't talk about that shit again. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the third one is Mark Hamill as a baseball player who gets uh, I don't want to say too much, but called he Luke gives, Ball Hitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a he gives like a really like scary, intense performance, so good that you you forget that it's Mark Hamill, and it's a movie that like is not very like widely seen, but it's a really solid little. I I'm a sucker for anthology horror, but uh, he's so good in it, so so good in it, nice. and like really gives like a like a on edge losing his mind performance, and so you see like early shades of what he does with his voice for the Joker, yeah. But it also leans into you know, a little bit of his real life experience, having an accident that left him disfigured a little bit. Um, and, you know, is it, it uses his boyish charm and then leans away from it hard in a way that we don't necessarily get in Star Wars at that point. So he was a kind of between, uh, between notable roles, uh, body bags, dude. I, I think you'll like it. And, and, uh, the crypt keeper esque character who narrates everything is actually played by John Carpenter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's very it's a silly movie, but it's good. I remember like when I realized that um Mark Hamill was the voice of the Joker, I was like, "Oh shit, that's where he's that's what he's been doing this whole time." Cuz like after Star Wars, you didn't really see him that much, but yeah. you heard him at fucking everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. He's got a huge list of voice acting stuff. 
yeah i didn't know about it until he was like deep into it either like i yeah. i watched the animated series for a long time before ever knowing it was him um i so i went in our last three minutes here before the break i started watching titans on hbo max i hear that's great um it is it's fine it's okay. i would say it's about the um the quality of uh cobra kai which you know i love um and so i i'm i'm into it but there's so much content and it's just it's so over the top and hokey sometimes i'm like i need to take a break yeah but I get the that. guy who plays bruce wayne do you know who he is no i i don't really know much about the show it's for sure the worst casting of bruce wayne ever is it, it Whoopi goldberg it's Whoopi goldberg <laughs> no it's it's ian glenn Ian Glenn. I Ian know that Glenn name. Played, I'm gonna look him up. Ian Glenn played like the right hand man to Daenerys Targaryen in the in the first in the all of Game of Thrones, where he was like the banished uh gold cloak that went to across the seas to um to kind of pledge to her. Oh and yeah, so it's now he was a great about, character in Game of Thrones. He's a great character in Game of Thrones. He's a great actor. I've seen him with some other stuff. I forget what it yeah. is. But in he is not Bruce Wayne. He is he doesn't a tall, look like him at all. Blonde, thin Englishman. And boy, oh boy, dude, is he really stuffing down his British accent. If you thought Benedict Cumberbatch was bad in Doctor Strange, yeah. this is comedically genius if they did it on purpose. Because it's so fucking rough to hear him like say normal things and like you can the inflection like he's shoving the inflection back down so that Jenna, he, like he doesn't come out as like hello hello master dick <laughs> jenna points out because like she does <laughs> accent work she said you can always tell a british or you know not english actor doing doing an american accent because they all sound like dr house and yeah. what that is is you are at enunciating everything so much that you swallow your accent in the back of your throat and it's like you, you can always tell, except in the case of Andrew Garfield. Everyone else you can tell. Um, I'm gonna send you a clip to to show Jenna after this, so you can see, so you can both enjoy just how bad it is. Now, here's the thing, though, Ian Glenn. I will say that his look is somewhat reminiscent of Adam West. So, oh uh, yeah, I can see a that. Tall, blondish uh, Bruce Wayne is not unprecedented. It's just not. It's not what I picture. Yeah. Um, all right, time to take a break. Audience, all right. we'll miss you. But we'll love you. And we're back! So, uh, over the break, I watched a clip of uh, Ian Glenn on um, Titans, and I gotta say, you were 100% correct. Fucking bad. <laughs> But I will say that I am correct and they are definitely trying to invoke the image of Adam West because even the wardrobe he was wearing in the scene that you sent is a direct lift from Adam West's wardrobe of the 60s Batman. But uh, yeah, his accent is uh, beyond atrocious. It it's like it hurts to listen to it so awkward. And it's but, a shame because he's a good actor. It just the accent sinks it. But the fucking... This tone, the tone of the show is so dark that even... Uh, yeah, uh, like an homage to Adam West makes no fucking sense in the span. Yeah. It doesn't fit. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. That being said, Ian Glenn, great actor. I could watch him read the phone book, just not as Bruce Wayne. 
Yeah, he would just have to read it in his own original yeah. Ang language. And after every line, he'd have to say Khaleesi. Just to call, make me... He'd call John Smith Khaleesi. Khaleesi. Ah, we're trying to get the Titans back together, Khaleesi. Need, in San Francisco. We Nightwing Khaleesi. That's I pretty used, good, man. I used to be able to do it. When Game of Thrones is on the air, like, me and Connor would go and back and forth and talk like, like, talk like this dude all the time, like, could you pass me the bone, Khaleesi? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's really good. Because it really is just like it's it's literally like you're drawing a mountain with your voice. Yeah, yeah. And then and then where the Khaleesi is the end. Yeah, it comes down with Khaleesi. Yeah. Khaleesi. Khaleesi. Um, did you watch House of the Dragon? No, I, I'm I am so uninterested in Game of Thrones at this point that I, I like couldn't even stomach giving it a, a chance. So and I, I hear it's great, but I just I watched it. I'm done. I'm done with Game of Thrones. I hope he never writes that last book so that I never have to read it. I watched it and I can't I can't with my heart recommend it, but it it was fine. Yeah, I also I'm don't sure fucking trust these people anymore. Here's the thing, I I thought the end like the Game of Thrones ending that that shit the bed by that point, I didn't care that it shit the bed. I was just, you know, I'm whatever, you know, all shows shit I the wanted bed it to end. be it's done. But when it ended and everyone's like, oh, that was the worst. I was like, my reason for not being interested in Game of Thrones isn't because it ended poorly. And it did end pretty poorly. Pretty goddamn it's bad. That, it's that I, I'm just like, I am sapped of interest in such things. I, I've i never been interested in sword, sandals, and dragons. Game of Thrones was the exception. And, and, and I only watched that show in the first place because it was Ant had it on at our apartment back in the day. And so I just fell into you it. You lived with then... ants? No. <laughs> <laughs> Believe you me, I'm sure we did. But um, it. Oh, yeah, Manny like... Gardens. We had we had all the critters. Yeah. <laughs> ants, ants were the least of my concerns. Yeah. But it was a. Uh, it. I'm just. I'm out. I'm out of. I'm out of juice. I don't have the juice for it anymore. It's like it's a very slow burn, but like the payoff, like Obi Wan was a slow burn too, and the payoff yeah. of that one was great. Yeah, the payoff of this one's like. The payoff for this one's like, all right, okay. Yeah. It's not like anything that's like, oh, fuck. I've still got to start Andor. I've still got to catch up on a season of Fargo. I said, like, I have all these things that I want to watch. A new Game of Thrones is just not making that list. I, I've never seen a single episode of Better Call Saul, which Me is either. fucking insane. And, and like, so I'm sorry, but Game of Thrones, like, you had your chance, you had your time, we had a good time. But I am leaving Westeros, my friends. People say that Better Call Saul is good, but I feel like it's the same kind of, um, not cash grab, but just like attention grab, where it's like, oh, remember these characters? <laughs> now they yeah. got their old show, you know? I have also heard people say that it it ultimately becomes better than Breaking Bad. Fuck that. And which is, a that's a, a bold claim, but... I have a long history of fandom of Bob Odenkirk because I've been a Mr. Show fan yeah. for a long, long time. I and met a, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> I met Bob Odenkirk when he was younger than I am now because I saw Mr. Show at the uh, electric factory back in the oh, day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was even very that's nice. not around anymore. Yeah. That's, I don't even know what it's called now, but it's uh, just a building that you no, pass on 95. I saw Boulay Brothers Dragula there a couple months ago, but uh, I just forget the name of the venue now. No, it's called just a building you pass on ninety five. Um, the venue that makes sense. Fair. Colin fair, the fair. venue. <laughs> fair. Um, Colin the um... feral. Oh, speaking of Colin the feral, my dad 
he doesn't like things because expressing emotion is gay. And so he, he refuses to show any enthusiasm for anything for fear of looking emotional and therefore shameful and weak. Cause that's his fucked up view of the world. So like, like he loves football, but he'll never pick a team. And he thinks that it's because he loves the game. I know that it's because he's afraid to pick a team that loses. Um, the only movie that he has ever said anything positive about in my presence is Goodfellas. He loves Goodfellas, and now right. he is correct. That's a damn good movie. I spent some time at at my parents' house this last weekend, and I showed my dad the Batman. He you spent three hours watching the Batman with your dad. He was. First of all, let me get your medal out of my car because I would not do that with my own father. He was riveted. Really he loved it. That the movie next... sucks. No, fuck you. No, the, the, hot take. The next, that movie blows balls. The next day, he brought it up apropos of nothing, like five different times. When it looked like Alfred might die, he was like, whoa, you you can't kill Alfred. You can't kill Alfred. You, you just can't. And I was, and so that's his language for, I care about this character and I would hate to see him go. And he's like, oh, you, you just, I knew they weren't going to kill him. You can't kill him, which is his language for this moment that Alfred is having on the hospital bed with Bruce is a tender fatherly moment that I never had with my own father. And this is the closest approximation that you will ever have with me is what he was saying. Although what came out of his mouth was, whoa, you can't kill out. He was fucking riveted and I couldn't have been happier. It was Did awesome. Did you like reach over and touch his hand? No, we were across no. the room because any closer than that, <laughs> any, any closer than across the room is is could be indicative of weakness and shame in the form of emotions that aren't pure stoicism. Yeah. So, uh, but I was so happy because he loved it, and I, we had a good time watching it. I hate that movie. Well, it hates you. So deal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I found a list today. I remember a while ago we talked about how 96 was the best year for movies in our memory. I would say it was 2005, but uh, I don't know. I don't think we had this conversation because I can't name you a single thing from 96. Oh, 98. Sorry, 98. Armageddon. 99 would do it more for me. because Okay, so that's my point. That's where I'm going. Okay. (laughs) I forgot all the other movies came out in 98. 99. I found a list of movies. From 1999, and what we're gonna do a little exercise here. I'm gonna read the ones that I know. I probably you probably know a lot more than I do, but I'm gonna read the ones that I know, and you're gonna give me your gut check rating out of five stars. Okay. And none of this decimal bullshit, just a whole solid number. Okay. All right. Now wait, I just want to throw a caveat out there because I do work in film criticism. I think the star system is sort of bullshit, but I do. I How do. How would you prefer? It. Well, I prefer people just read my words, but I think for this this exercise, stars is good. So we'll do out of five, no half stars. I'm into it. Let's go. All right. I'm I think I'm putting the note down here so I can keep track of this. All right. American Beauty. Uh four stars. Good movie. Doesn't quite hold up, but uh it's it's still good. American Pie. Uh ooh, uh three and a half stars. Funny. No stuff. decimals. Oh, sorry. Okay, four. Uh, analyze this never seen it <laughs> never seen analyze this all right no it doesn't interest me <laughs> any given sunday oh can, can i give it like 10 stars out of five yeah um I, i'll give it four stars <laughs> um austin powers the spy with, who shagged me without half stars i hope you understand that these are all almost definitely going to land on four all right let's let's 
Let's start this over way? then with decimals. So I'll give no, no, wait. Pie three point three Let's point do it five. this way. No decimals. I'll do it out of 10 for you. All right. So American Beauty gets an eight. American Beauty will say, I'm going to give that an eight. American <laughs> Pie, I'm guessing <laughs> a seven. Uh, American Pie, what if I was like 6.5? Six, 6. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll give we'll give American Pie a seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah. Uh, analyze this and see. I think, I think any even Sunday's getting an eight. Uh, nine. Nine? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, spy, spy shagged me. Spy shagged me. Uh, that'll be a seven. Seven. Being John Malkovich. Oh, that's a ten. I knew you were gonna fucking say that. Bicentennial man. I've not seen it. Oh, Big Daddy. Uh, we'll go six. Blair Witch Project. That's a ten. Really. That's that movie is an all time like goat movie, like one of the best and most fucked up and incredible horror movies ever made. And literally nothing explicitly supernatural happens within it. That's how good it is. Blast Still from scares the past. The I haven't seen it, but man, Brendan what? Fraser. Dude, that movie rules. I'm sure it does. I'd love to see it. Brendan Fraser in his prime. Uh, Fraser. Bone... Fraser. Brendan. I was going to say the Brendan Collector, the Bone Collector. <laughs> bone Collector, F4. Four. four, okay. Boondock that movie Saints. Kind of, that movie kind of sucks. What is it? Boondock Saints. <laughs> Boondock Saints. Uh, that's like, we'll go three. Three. So were you, I'll pause here. Were you one of those people in, like, when it first came out, were like, this movie's pretty good. And then, like, as it came on, as, as the years went on, you realize just what a fucking droll it is and what a trash movie it is. I saw it when I was 15 and it had the distinction of being like, yo, nobody's ever heard about this movie. Check it out. And then I saw it. And then I saw like three other movies that it was trying to rip off that all did it infinitely better. And I was like, "Eh, I guess it wasn't that sharp. And then when I became an adult, I was like, oh, it's actually like bad. So yeah, yeah, it really sucks. And I know as like an underground cool movie that I found in the used pile, but it's not a good movie. I know that you don't like or watch The Office, but there's Evan Peters as a cameo. Like, and not a cameo because it's before he blew up, but like Evan Peters plays a bit role as Michael Scott's nephew. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm whatever his name is. He's like, uh, I'm going to film school right now. My favorite movies are Citizen Kane and the Boondock Saints. I'm like, that perfectly sums up a piece of shit person yeah. in film school because I was around them for fucking oh, six yeah. months. And that's why I left film school. It's just, it's just people like that. Where it's like, oh, Bo- let's watch Boondock Saints again tonight. I'm like, you're not going to learn anything if you keep watching Boondock Saints. <laughs> John Mulaney has a good bit um, where he's talking about, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I love when people are like, oh, yeah, I love good movies like uh, Godfather or Scarface. Now, let's replace that with Citizen Kane and um, Boondock Saints. And then we'll do the second half of the joke. So we'll replace that and be like, oh, yeah, I like yeah. Uh, movies like uh, uh, Citizen Kane and Boondock Saints. I also really love Lobster and Skittles. <laughs> that is that is spot on. That's good. Um, Bowfinger. It's been so long since I've seen I it. I don't remember a lick of that movie. I'm going to delete that from the list. I remember liking it, but I'm just going to throw a safe six out there. Uh, I already deleted it from the list. Uh, okay. Boys don't cry. I, I haven't seen it. I know that. Um, what? Uh, she got her her first first Oscar for that. Yeah, Hillary Swank had a yeah. penis. The no, Cider House the, rules. The issue is that she didn't have the penis. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, not that that was the issue, but you know, it's, I don't. I don't know. Um, sad story. Uh, I have not seen Cider House rules. 
Dude, Michael Caine's in that movie. Cruel Intentions. I actually have not seen that whole movie. I've seen wow. much of we it. Are, I don't you know what? It. I thought this was going to be an exercise in like what Dan likes, but what we're finding out is that you have not seen a lot of classic hits. Here's the thing, though. If you listed a bunch of movies off that list that you hadn't heard of, I bet my numbers would be better. But let's keep going with this list. I did delete. What did I delete? I deleted um, Bringing Out the Dead. Oh, that's that's nine. Really? Yeah, that's one of Scorsese's. Who's in that? Like, I've never heard of that movie. Nicolas Cage, Ving Rhames giving the performance of his career. It's a it's a Scorsese movie, dude. It's incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's you would love you would love it, dude. Nick um, Cage well, and Ving Rhames as fucked up EMTs late one New York evening. Just it's wild. Haunted wild. by the patients he's failed to save, a monument monumentally burned out Manhattan ambulance paramedic fights to maintain his sanity over three increasingly turbulent nights. Dude, it's nuts. And I mean it when I say that it might be Ving Rhames' finest hour. Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Deepest, bluest. My head is like a shock fin. Uh, that's a nice, clean six. <laughs> I like that movie, but I'm not going to call it anything but um, what it is. Dogma. I know where this is going. Dogma? We're going to throw an eight in there. Eight? I'm, yeah. uh, that's a ten for me, man. That's, yeah. a, that's a big ten. I this love is, that movie. It's a respectable eight. I think it's like top tier Kevin Smith. Ed TV. Oh, it's a... Uh, Matthew McConaughey doing yeah. his uh, his Truman Show kind of thing. I've not seen it. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing it at the video store and thinking, that's not a movie I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't, uh, didn't, didn't appeal. Election. Oh, man, that's like another eight. Election's fantastic. End of days. Get out. Oh, end of days. I'm possessed by the, the days devil. are ending. You have to get out before the days end. <laughs> Satan, he's coming to possess the crime. Actually, that has... A uh, friend of the show, Scott, and I quote that movie all the time because the lead character, her name is Kristen York, which is a play on, a play on Christ in New York. Oh, so God. we will we will very frequently just be like, Kristen York. Jesus Christ. Kristen York. Um, that's like a seven. That movie's a lot of fun. Entrapment. Oh, man. Entrapment. Famous for the laser scene over Catherine Zeta-Jones' really sexy bum uh, but unfortunately, the movie itself is pretty mediocre. We'll give it a clean six. Now, you have not, now we're in the E's now. You have not gone below a five except for Boondock Saints. And, um, and Bone Collector. Oh, yeah, Bone Collector, sorry. Um, you know, I, I go positive, man. Existence. Oh, Existence, that's an eight. Cronenberg, man. Eyes Wide Shut. Ten. Fight Club. Up uh, 10. For Love of the Game. Uh, I haven't seen that. That's a Sam Raimi drama of all That's things. a good movie. That's, I would like that, to see that. That's the one with Kevin Costner, right? Kevin Costner, yeah. yeah. Galaxy Quest. Oh, Galaxy Quest. That's, you know what? Fuck it. That's a 10. That's a 10. Yeah, that's a yeah, 10. That's the a General's 10. Daughter. I believe that's John Travolta. Is that correct? Oh, my God. It's the General's Daughter. Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Girl Interrupted. Believe it or not, I haven't seen it. That's Angelina oh Jolie's God. Oscar. I have man, not seen that one. Letting all the skeletons out of the closet tonight. Go. Oh, man. That's like, we're going to give that an eight. No, Early. I'm telling you to leave. Okay, bye. Early John August script. I'll see you. What is it? Yeah, that's like John August's breakthrough no, movie. What's your movie. Oh, uh, uh, eight. It's a good movie. The Green Mile. Ten. I yeah. just saw that recently. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bet this next one's a ten, too. Iron Giant. Believe it or not, 
You have I not have, seen the Iron Giant? I have seen probably all of the footage that is contained within the Iron Giant, and I have never watched it front to back, so I don't feel comfortable giving it a star review, but I will say that it did make me cry. Magnolia. Magnolia 9. Man on the Moon. Eh, Man on the Moon. That's like a 6. That's like a 4 for me. The Matrix. 10. Yeah. The Mummy. Oh, with Fraser. Uh, that's an Brendan, 8, man. Brendan Frazier. Fraser. There's no I. I know. What is it? Uh, 8. 8. All right. Uh, M- Muppets from Space. Muppets from Space. Man, that's another one that I've probably seen all the footage of, but I'm not going to give it all Muppet movies are the same, so like, what would you give any Muppet movie? <laughs> oh, 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> I mean, the, the goodwill that the Muppets get from Christmas Carol alone trickles down to all Muppets media, giving it all a 10. Mystery Men. Oh, <laughs> Mystery Men. Oh, man. A classic that is also not, like, amazing. We'll go, we'll go seven. I like that movie. Never Been Kissed. Haven't seen it. The Ninth Gate. Ooh, haven't seen that. That's is a that later... another is that another Arnold one or is that Johnny Depp? That's Johnny Depp doing a Polanski uh movie. Okay. Uh, so I, I've not seen that, but I'd like to. Notting Hill. <laughs> haven't seen it. I haven't seen that one either. October Sky. I uh, haven't seen it, but that's an wow, early Jay Gyllenhaal. That's two Toby movies in one year. Yeah. He was big then, man. Office space. Office space, damn. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine on that. She's all that. She's all that. Oh my god, I don't believe I've seen that whole movie. I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, <laughs> the Sixth Sense. Oh man, nine. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Foo, that's another nine. That's a good movie. South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Ten. Ten. <laughs> Ten. Now, okay, I want this next one. I want your rating when you first saw it and your rating now. Okay. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. When I first saw it, it was probably a nine. Now, I would actually, you know, it's crazy. It it probably dipped like Kali. Oh, really? And then it popped back up. I would say I'm still at a nine. I think that's like the best okay. of the prequels. Um, the straight story. That is a David Lynch movie that uh, he made for Disney. And I only just recently saw it in trying to catch all of Lynch's movies because he's one of my all-time favorites. That's a 10. That movie, you, Stephen. Never heard of it. You would love the straight story. I'll mark it with an asterisk. You would uh... love it. Uh, You know what it's about? An old man whose brother is dying and he needs to get across the country to see him. So he drives his lawnmower. So you had the first three words in this official description correct. An old oh. man makes a long journey by lawnmower to mend his relationship with an ill brother. Yeah, it's so touching. It's joyous. It's sad. And the guy who stars in it uh, died like right before it got released and just gives like a lifetime great performance. It's it is an absolutely stunning movie. You would love it. Stuart Little. Love it. Haven't seen it. Written by Shyamalan. Haven't seen it. The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, nine. Uh, Tarzan. The oh, animated man. one. I haven't seen it. But you've heard that based you'll off the Phil Collins soundtrack. Based off, the Phil, based off the Phil Collins soundtrack dream. alone, what would you rate it? Uh, that song? That song is a banger. So based on that, I'll give it an eight. Although it did rob 
Trey Parker and Matt Stone of their Oscar for Blame Canada. So uh, I have some mixed feelings about it. The Thomas Crown Affair. Thomas Crown Affair, six. Good Three movie, Kings. later McTiernan. Three Kings, seven. I love that movie. Topsy yeah. Turvy? Haven't seen it. I never heard of it. Toy Story 2. I haven't seen it. Have you seen any of the Toy Stories? Uh, Three. I, that's another one, though. I've seen Toy Story 3. It was nominated for Best Picture, so I, I I ran through the Best Pictures that year. But I've probably seen all of the footage contained within Toy yeah, Stories yeah, 1 and 2, yeah. but I just haven't watched it because I don't really care. True Crime. What was it? True Crime. I don't even know what that is. Deleted it. All right. Varsity Blues. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. It's not as good as any given Sunday. Yeah, I don't want your life. That's all I know. The Virgin Suicides. I haven't seen it. Damn, dude. Yeah, man. The War Zone? Don't know what it is. <laughs> Here we go. If this doesn't go below a five, I'll be very surprised. Wicked, wicked, wild, wild west. <laughs> dude, haven't seen it. What, dude? You are fucking up, man. That's I'm a- actually Wait. like... I- you just told me point... that you would be surprised if it wasn't below a five, and then you told me I was fucking up by not having seen this movie that you think was below a five. Yeah, okay, but you have to see some shitty movies. I mean, Kenneth Branagh gives the performance of a lifetime as a as a, a wheelchair-bound supervillain who goes back and forth with Will Smith where they both make um, racial and handicap quips at each other, and it's oh, the good. most offensive thing, but it's also the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I would actually love to see it. I think I would enjoy it. I've seen that's another one. I've seen a lot of it. And I also know a really great piece of trivia about it in um, back in the day when Nicolas Cage. We've already talked about this. About the spider. <laughs> yeah, the spider. The spider. Go okay, ahead. No, go ahead. Though. Go yeah, ahead. I was, yeah. Give, give the cliff notes version. No. Well, because I think if we talked about it on air, I should just move on. All right. Um, yeah. Well, just in case there's anybody that's listening for the first time. Go ahead. When Tim Burton was going to direct Superman. And starring Nicolas Cage, uh, one of the script treatments was done by Kevin Smith. And to hear Kevin Smith tell the story, the producer told him the only thing that he needs to have in this script that has to be there is Superman fights a giant robotic spider. So he wrote it in. The movie never got made. And that same producer is the person who produced Wild Wild West, where he finally got his giant robotic spider. Where the ultimate villain is is Kenneth Branagh ring, like running with his steampunk wheelchair, um, a giant mechanical spider. Not gonna um, lie, now second... that this movie is in my head, like I'm kind of pretty jacked up to watch Wild Wild West ASAP. I, kinda I don't even want know to. where you can watch it. I have my ways. Um, the second James, uh, the second Pierce Brosnan film here, The World Is Not Enough. Oh, you know what? I recently went through all of the uh, Bonds in anticipation of the final Bond, and I remembered this one being like, eh, and I quite enjoyed it, but we'll give it a clean six. The 13th Warrior. Haven't seen it. Another uh, late McTiernan. That's Banderas, right? Yeah. Don't eight, eight Millimeter. Eight Millimeter. Oh, man. That's another one that I, I think I've seen all the pieces of, but I, I don't think I've ever watched front to back. And finally, 10 Things I Hate About You. That I've seen, I don't remember much of it, but I remember liking it, so I'm going to give it a nice safe six. All right, so my point in this exercise was going to be this. I held, I wanted to hold you to a five-star rating, even though you hate them. What you ended up doing was keeping your five-star rating, but just from six to ten. 
Only two movies fell below. You never gave any movie a five. Only two movies fell below a six. And that was a, the Boondock Saints and the Bone Collector. But here's the thing. So on my letterbox so you could, account, you, what I'm, my point is you could have done that. You could have sticked to the five-star system. But I couldn't have. Shift it down. If I shift it down, though, then the movies that I gave a six to, I would have given a one to. And that reads as a bad movie, whereas a six means it's a little above average. That's the difference. But, if you, but no, because six is now the low watermark. For your rating system, so yes, not for my rating systems. The low watermark star film, but in the world where Dan Scully loves everything he sees, which is an which is an admirable. Because I remember when we were when we were at Chili's and you would go see all these movies, you know, the screeners, whatever. You'd come back to work and you'd be like, "Man, what a great movie! What a great movie!" And then Connor said a point where you were like, he was like, "Well, Dan just likes everything he sees," and your counterpoint was the best counterpoint I've ever heard in my life. And you said, "Because I only watch movies, I know I'll like." It's so true. Yeah, I'm very good at determining <laughs> what movies I'm going to enjoy. Also, the key is this. You can't go into a movie <clears throat> expecting it to be what it's not. It, you, like, like yeah. I can't, I'm not going to go into 10 things I hate about you and expect The Matrix. It's just not fair. I, gonna say, not, I can't go into 10 things I hate about you and expect to see 12 things I hate yeah, about you. <laughs> like, I can't go into Boondock Saints and expect Citizen Kane. You yeah. know, I can't open a bag of Skittles and accept, expect a lobster, but I can enjoy a bag of Skittles on its own terms. My other point you know, with this exercise For is a that, movie to be bad, it yeah. has to propose to be a certain thing and then not meet what it told me it was going to be. I agree. Or it has to be so poorly crafted or downright offensive that you know and and downright offensive like very rarely affects me so it's it's a tough gauge for me to give but yeah that's i i just like watching movies so it's it's a winning experience no matter what um the other point that i wanted to make and we'll move on to food news after this because i don't want i don't want this turn into movie movie um is that 99 was a fucking banger year for for films dude Oh yeah, it was like all the things I listed all came out in the same year. That's insane oh, yeah. to me. Well, the big banner years that everybody talks about in film circles are the summer of '84, '99, and then 2005, which is the year of There Will Be Blood, Zodiac, uh, yeah. uh, No Country for Old Men. You know, like stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of a lot of like all timer bangers coming out. I mean, Fight Club and Matrix alone changed the game. Like those were game changers in '99, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, wild stuff. Um, all right, you want to do some food news? Yeah, let's do it. There's the only I only have two things, but the first one is Frank's Red Hot releases new injector marinade for 2022 holiday season. Ooh, and uh, you can apparently they have this marinade for turkeys. You can just shoot right into your Big old turkey on Thanksgiving, and it comes with a syringe as well. I mean, have you ever done that before? Used an no, injector? I don't really cook Thanksgiving. I just bring a side and drink all the beer. Well, with turkey, you can do it with chicken. You can do it with hams where you have an injector marinade and you inject it in certain parts so that instead of it soaking on top of it, and this is especially helpful with turkey because turkey has a skin over it. And so if you if you drip a marinade over it, yeah, you'll get some of that flavor, but the skin also holds a lot out. But an injector actually puts it into the meat and the heat mm. spreads it out evenly, especially if you're using a frozen bird and it thaws as you do it. So you can like really get some good flavors in there. I had a turkey once that was injected with like a smoke flavored marinade and it was unbelievable. 
Um, I'm excited. I might bring this, uh, I'm, you know, maybe I'll do this next year if I ever host Thanksgiving. But The idea of a spicy turkey, though, I'm a little up in the air about. Also, the um, promo photo they use for this looks kind of grisly, to be honest with you. It's just a naked turkey, and they have the injector in there, and it, there's a little bit coming out, so it looks like the the naked um, thawed turkey is bleeding out of the top of it. It's not the most appetizing thing to look at, so good luck, <laughs> Franks. See, I would have done like a cartoon turkey in an alleyway, like shooting up. I think that would have been the angle that I would have taken it. But yeah, this I is think just with the a... opioid crisis in America, that probably wouldn't go over as well. Yeah, but I mean, opioids are hot right now. They're the crisis means that they're popular. That's you know, that's that you know, taste <sighs> issues aside, that's just business. Sometimes you just got to capitulate to the numbers, which is what I'm doing here. Jesus Christ! Um, you don't become that... a CEO of a corporation like I have without <laughs> crunching the numbers first. It's just what it is. Is that how you do it? Okay, good. I'll tell. I'll make that note. I'm going to post that quote on LinkedIn. There's a little uh, in your phone. There's a little app called the calculator. It's for crunching numbers. Crunching numbers, huh? Use it because life is good, but it could be better. better. Um, So earlier, maybe two weeks ago, I forget. We talk a lot. Um, I sent you an Instagram thing where it was like, only choose two of these things. And it was all the little, little Debbie snacks. Oh, yeah. And... I forgot what you picked, but I believe it was Zebra Cakes and Nutty Buddies. Nutty Buddies were definitely my number one. Um, zebra Cakes were up there. Although you counteracted the Zebra Cakes with a good argument for the holiday cakes. And I got to say, it it might have shifted Zebra Cakes down a notch. The Christmas tree cakes. Yeah. Now, the Christmas tree cakes are exactly like Zebra Cakes, except for one key feature which is the sprinkling of the crystallized green sugar on top now for christmas this year 2022 little little debbie herself has blessed us with christmas tree ice cream christmas tree ice cream little debbie Uh, ice cream available now at walmart for 2022 holiday season um I am going to definitely seek this out because yeah. this is um, Christmas tree cakes are easily top tier little Debbie snack. But they're essentially the zebra cakes just with a Christmas tree shape and color scheme. Yeah, I'm oh, into so it. They also have the, they have the sugar on top, and they have like the little the little ornament balls. It adds a nice texture to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder what this ice cream. I guess it'll have chunks of that cake. The ice cream will be the flavor of the icing and such. The returning fan favorite seasonal flavor features vanilla ice cream loaded with golden cake chunks and swirled with green sprinkles and red icing. I'm pretty into this. Yeah. Now, what what we could do also, take an actual Christmas tree cake, cut it in half lengthwise, put some ice cream in the middle of it, and then um, eat it. To borrow some parlance from both the cake world and the Santa world. Oh, I am into it. I am into it. Nice. Is Little that's, Debbie Ho-Ho's or is that a different... Uh... No, that's uh, Hostess. Hostess, yeah. BB's pissed that you thought it was Little Debbie. What can I say? It's been a while since I've uh, indulged. But I'll tell you what, now that we're talking about it, tomorrow at lunch, when I go for my, my nice long lunchtime walk, I'm getting some kind of a Little Debbie cake. Nice. 
Because it's in my head. I, I, I support you. Yeah. I, I want to know what it is. I want you to text me what it, what it is. Basically, it's going to be whatever is available uh, at my local Little Debbie distributor. My Deb distributor, if you will. I will. And, uh, yeah, cool. Right on. You got it. All right. Yeah, uh, do your stuff. plugs, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, you can check out everything I do at scullyvision.com. Uh, you can check out my movie podcast. I like to movie movie. You had a good movie, preview of it today. Cast. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Um, and I have some questions to ask you about it after we get off the air at movie movie cast on all the things. And um, that is uh, pretty much it. That's my stuff. Uh, you can follow my dog at BB underscore the Corgi. You can see my work at stevenallendesign.com. I'm available for freelance and hire. Uh, and then next week, hopefully, we'll have we'll figure out what the fuck Etsy's talking about and why I was suspended. Yeah, um, and then we'll let you guys know about the shop and get some uh, get some cool hot prop swag. Yeah, and uh, just in time for the holidays too. That's right. Good gift for all of your for friends. all twenty five of you listeners out there. If you want to rock the swag, then rock it good. Yeah, Rob, if you want to get yourself a housewarming gift in the form of hot property for your hot property, look no further than this shop that doesn't quite exist yet. It doesn't exist, so I can't tell you where to go. Yeah, but we'll get you there. We'll get you there. And uh, that's been Hot Property. And as always, it's it's got to be good. good. And it's it's got got to be be live. I mean, live.